Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Freemasons and Catholics. Two groups who have gotten along famously for centuries. Not. The hate between these frenemies extends all the way back to 1738, when the Catholic Church officially condemned Freemasonry and banned any members from becoming Freemasons. Apparently, the Inquisition had been doing some independent research and felt that the Masonic rituals were a bit too spooky and weird and, quote, didn't have anywhere near enough smoke. Speaking of smoke, years later, on April the 20th, 1870, Religious nepotism baby Pope Leo XIII fired one up and sent out a papal encyclical, or Pope letter, to all his boys and bishops, stating that, As our predecessors have many times repeated, let no man think that he may for any reason whatsoever join the Masonic sect if he values his Catholic name and his eternal salvation. Damn, religious nepotism baby Pope Leo XIII. Tell us how you really feel. Catholicism's ban on Freemasonry remained in place until one fateful summer night in 1983. What changed? What could possibly bring these two groups together after centuries of hate? According to YouTube conspiracy theorist Randy Dunning, the peace between the Freemasons and the Catholics was put into motion that night when high-ranking members of both groups attended a screening of the Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy film Trading Places, hosted by mutual friends the Illuminati. By the time Winthrop and Valentine settled their differences, the Catholics and Freemasons had decided they too weren't so different after all. Now, 40 years later, in the year of our Lord 2023, the fiction podcasts Forgive Me and Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason have decided to risk it all by producing a crossover episode. Will this episode jeopardize the trading place's concordat? Or could this Masonic Catholic crossover finally create a sense of peace and understanding between the two groups? Let's find out. Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason Written and created by Jeremy Ellert Starring Jack Carmichael Mike Paul Josh Rabino and Josh Rabino Forgive Me is a Rogue Dialogue production Father Clem stands on the doorstep of a Masonic lodge. He takes a deep breath and knocks three times. 
Where did you come from? From the lofty Tower of Babel. Nice. Are you alone? Did any other Catholics follow you here? No. What do you aspire to make as your masterpiece? Do we go to do this one? Yes, answer the question. A dwelling place fit for the Spirit of God. Where does your grandmother live? Oh, I wish you wouldn't ask the grandma one. Answer it. St. Patrick's Masonic Lodge, here. Who's taking care of your grandmother? Uh, it's uh, Mitch, right? Wrong. It's, it's Marty, and you should know that by now. I've introduced myself to you on multiple occasions. Now hurry, before anyone sees me. Upon entering the lodge, Clem extends his right hand towards the worshipful master. Uh, we don't do that anymore. No more secret handshakes? Nope, not since Covid. Now come, he's been calling for you all night. Check this out. Sesame! A bookshelf slides open to reveal a hidden corridor. Pretty sweet, right? Hmm. Secret tunnel. Yeah. Well, I see where all my dues are going, that's for sure. Well, you know what they say. You've got to spend money to keep secrets. Speaking of, oh, our new AI latte art machine is so good, you'd be willing to sacrifice your life for it. Mind-blowing, beautiful pictures in the foam every time. Dogs, cats, turtles, anything you can dream of. The coffee itself is god-awful, but the artwork... The artwork is incredible. The worshipful master approaches a door and knocks three times before opening it. The room is empty except for a table and chair. On the table sits a stone ring. Trapped inside the ring, as we all know, is the ghost of Sir Isaac Newton. Oh Lord my God! Is there no help for the widow's son? Oh, when will I ever rest again? Why must I be acted upon by forces outside of my control? He's here, Newton. Newton? Hmm. Who could that be? The son of an illiterate farmer? Not me. Could never be me. He's here, Sir Isaac Newton. It's about goddamn time. Have you brought a priest capable of absolving me of all my sins? You said go get Father Clem. Hey, you can help out, Mitch. I got it from here. I, I told you, it's Marty and... Hello, Isaac, my friend. You look good for a spirit who's been centrally trapped inside of a stone ring. Father Clem, the sexiest man of God I've ever known. I appreciate you coming. Well, I had to pull some strings, but it's okay. You owe me. Without question, if you ever need a new system of mathematics developed or the script for a light-hearted buddy comedy written, I'm your guy. Uh, yeah, sure. So why did you, uh... Father, I've been lying awake night after night thinking about all the sins I've committed throughout my life and afterlife. Oh, blissful rest. Where? Are you? Well, I've been known to put a few congregations to sleep, but, uh... I'm sure you're unaware, but 
disembodied spirits such as myself are unable to sleep if we have sins we've yet to confess. That's why I called you here. Because when it comes to devilishly sexy men of God who will allow me to unload my sins onto them, you're the only one I trust. And as my brother in Freemasonry, you're compelled to help me. Or I'll tell on you. I'll help, I'll help. You don't have to tell on me. In, in the, the name, name of, of the, the Father, Father, the Son, Son and, the Holy, and the Holy Spirit. How long has it been since your last confession? Many years. Not since we last hung a banner from the rafters of the garden. Now, Clem, before we get started, I just want to be sure of something. Okay, yeah. It is said that Pythagoras, upon making a great discovery, exclaimed Eureka and then sacrificed 100 oxen. Now, say I did that. Did what? Well, hypothetically, say that I, Sir Isaac Newton, after having a great discovery, shouted Eureka and then I slaughtered 100 animals. Would that be beyond forgiveness? One hundred. One hundred. Hmm, Catholicism teaches us that nothing is beyond forgiveness. Nothing is beyond forgiveness? Even one hundred oxen? Hmm, perhaps I should have done more sinning. Well, Father, as you know, I've been guilty of more than a few sins. Uh, pride, arrogance, attempted murder and alchemy, we've all been there. But to be more specific, I'm also guilty of... Missing chapel, uh, eating an apple in his house and on his day, eating the Lord's Supper with unwashed hands, shouting at strangers during my time in quarantine, sticking a sewing needle into my eye socket in an attempt to alter the shape of my eyeball, you and... What? I stuck a sewing needle into my eye socket. Why? Because I thought it would let me see cool new colors. Obviously. Please, no more interruptions or I'll be forced to start over. Alright, not washing your hands, eating apples, the eye thing, I got it, keep going. Squirting water on thy day, O oh Lord, and then denying that I squirted, caring for worldly things, using cheat codes in order to obtain unlimited simoleons in The Sims, going straight up goblin mode for months on end, negligence of the chapel, avoidance of self-care in favor of the emotional burden of friendship, hopeless longing for the unrequited love of a man I no longer know, sending Merriweather into the shed while knowing full well what awaited him, urging Abraham to attend my favorite play, lying about the true shape of a horse after receiving unkind criticisms on my charcoal sketches, assisting Benjamin Franklin's in his various crimes, and neglecting to pray on your day, O oh Lord. Yes, I think that's it. Unless you count petty theft. They do. Uh, then we'll add petty theft to the list as well. So, how much would you say I owe God for all those sins? Uh, let's go meet, uh, 69 Hail Marys. Nice. Tell me, Clem, do you maintain a sin catalogue of your own? Sure, who doesn't? Disembodied spirits aren't the only ones up late at night thinking about all the mistakes they made in the past. True. I do remember feeling like shit most of the time while I was still alive. Oh, all these sins, these little things are symptoms of your big thing. You worry too much about being right, about being perfect, as if that exists. You give yourself plenty of credit, sure. You take pride in what you do, but you never give yourself any slack. Maybe just give yourself a little break. Allow yourself to be wrong, even if you're right. 
And allow yourself to forget about all the old stuff. Don't get caught up in all the terrible things you think you've done in the past, or you'll miss out on being a good person today. Truth is found in simplicity, not in the multiplicity and confusion of things. That's me? Yeah. Ooh, you're quoting me to me. Well played. I speak many languages. English, Latin, Greek. You could have communicated this truth to me in any number of ways, but you chose facts. I respect that. So, Clem, what sins might we find on your list? Hmm, gluttony? We can definitely go meet that one for sure. Eating donuts when I say I'm not eating donuts, when I know I'm not supposed to be eating donuts. Uh, losing my faith. Lying to my congregants so that they don't lose theirs. No great discovery was ever made without a bold guess. Do you know who said that? You. Correct. I said that. And I'm saying it again now. Because isn't that all faith is? A bold guess. You believe you got a peek at the answer to your life's question, but perhaps that wasn't the true final test. Maybe that's why you didn't see the answer you expected to see. Yeah, maybe. I want you to know that when you're ready, if you'd like, I can help you find a ring of your own. Hmm. Eh, I appreciate the offer, Isaac, but it's a no from me. Maybe one day I'll feel different. Who knows? Don't you have any regrets about becoming a ghost? There have been times I've felt lost in the modern world, but no. Ultimately, I'm grateful for every day I've allowed myself to still be here. The pair sit in silence for a moment. A man so afraid of death, he discovered the key to immortality. And a man so accepting of his fate, that he resigned himself to the inevitable blackness of mortality. Two men of faith, a Freemason and a Catholic, for a moment, trading places. Sorry to have interrupted your train of thought. Please, continue with your catalogue of sins. Father Clem's catalogue of sins. Uh, laziness? That one probably fits. And, uh... Oh, I also shouted, what the fuck? When Chris Tucker found Danny DeVito during the season finale of Celebrity Hide and Go Seek meet Jane Lynch. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense. Hey, Clem, there's some guy named Ben outside. He said he drove you here. You know that's against the rules. Uh, Benny, you were supposed to stay in the car. He wants to know if you're in here eating donuts. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.